Welcome to the Heart of Money podcast, where we discuss the impact that money has on every area of your life, and where you can learn to make smarter money decisions. Join our conversation as we discuss our past experiences, talk about how to make better money management choices, and in the end, make a commitment to being weird. Hey folks, welcome back to the Heart of Money episode 71. I'm your host, Austin Black, joined by my good friend, longtime mentor, wait, no, this is Bob Wesser. Sorry, folks, I got forgot who I was talking to. <laughs> I have the same problem every time I look in the mirror. It just, who is that guy? He is so good. <laughs> oh, that is me. I don't even know what to say. To that. You were already speaking. Yeah, you don't even know. <laughs> and we're back. <sighs> well, it is so good to be back with everyone and to be back on the show, to be talking about money, be talking about um, all the things that go into money. And last episode, we had Randy Bowen just bring a, a powerhouse conversation about tithing and generosity and in his book on that. And Bob, I am really excited to dig into this. You know, one thing that we have not done a lot, and it's been partly intentional partly just because of how the show has gone we have not really talked a lot about the spiritual aspect of money now i know you and i are both believers we both um you know have a very strong foundation in in scripture and in just uh, the spiritual aspect of money in our relationship um with, with god and that's something that we haven't really haven't dived in or haven't dove into very much but you know, last episode with Randy really kind of opened up that door. And I think it's a conversation that we need to spend some time on because even if, even if our listeners, you know, aren't Christians, aren't believers, you know, don't necessarily follow the tithing principles and, and, and that specific element, there is always an element of generosity and of giving that it needs to be a part of our life. And I think that that's something that, um, just as very prevalent um, throughout our society of, of having that generous attitude. <clears throat> but today and, and the next episode, we're going to take a direct look at that from the tithing Christian perspective. Uh, so hopefully um, this episode, the next one to come, just enlightens some ideas around that um, as we kind of dig into the, the Christian element of money, into the biblical element of tithing, <clears throat> why it's hard why it's good, why it's beneficial, um, all those all those pieces roll into one. So I'm, I'm really excited for this this uh, series to continue. Uh, Bob, what, what is something that, that you have really experienced in the way of tithing and giving and generosity just across the board? Because it is kind of that wide-ranging topic. Um, do, you feel, do you feel like this is something that is talked about a lot or, or isn't really talked about much? Uh, depends on the circles that you're in and if the subject comes up. I, I think it's one of those that in some churches, this is talked about at least annually, and they say, how much are you going to give this next year? And write it out in blood, and or I guess sign your name in blood or whatever. I never did that. Um, I just refused to. But the church that I went to, that was one of the things they put was, tell us how much we're going to give. And that's a that's their budgeting thing. Um mm -hmm. But I think that in general, it's not talked about much, but then it comes up on rare occasion and, and can be an interesting conversation. Um, and I think it's great to talk about. I think it's uh, one of those things that is definitely um, an aspect that people hold close to their heart because, again, you're talking about money and you don't necessarily want to share 
what you do. But then from a biblical perspective, there's sometimes that, you know, don't let one hand know what the other's doing um, mm -hmm. in a aspect of, of giving that it's not that you go out and just, you know, as the saying goes, and as you're used to doing, just making it rain, um, letting everybody know how much you're giving to everyone. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it's been dry, but <clears throat> multiple aspects there. So I, I think it, it's a great topic. It's something to touch on on occasion and uh, a great principle to live by. <clears throat> and I know. So last episode, we kind of talked about just the benefit of, of generosity and of giving and of tithing and all these things, you know, why it's such a good practice. Um, but the reality is that especially in the church tithing, even though it's biblical, it's very controversial. I feel like, um, and especially outside of the church, it's a controversial topic. <clears throat> we talked to someone who, um, is not, you know, well versed in that concept in that practice can kind of strike a, a real, you know, negative chord with them. And even in the church, sometimes um, it's, it's like you said, it's talked about sometimes a lot, sometimes a little, it's, it is talked about, but even um, person to person, I feel like it's kind of a hush hush um, conversation. You just, you don't talk about your personal tithing outside the fact that you do tithe. And I guess, you know, before we really jump into this conversation around, you know, why it is so controversial, you know, it's probably important that we kind of highlight for anyone who is not familiar <clears throat> with with scripture and with biblical principles. You know, the tithing is a practice that that is mentioned and is taught in the Bible, um, and it's giving ten percent or first fruits um, back to God is, is kind of where the basis stands from it. Um, and, and you can can go find several verses, um, especially in the Old Testament, but also in the New Testament that talk about tithing and its relation to um, the giving um, kind of commandment almost. I mean, it's not, it's not one of the 10 commandments, but it is a commandment that God gives uh, to Christians to tithe and, and to give back the first fruits of your, of your crop kind of is what it, what it really started from. Uh, but it also gives into your finances as well. So for anyone who is, who is not quite familiar with the concept of tithing, that's what it is, is, is a, a 10th or a 10% of your first fruits going back to God. So, yeah, as we talk about about this tithing concept, especially in the church, um, but even even in secular areas as well, um, it's just it is controversial. It's something that's kind of it's almost that taboo thing. I hate to use that phrase, but I, think, I feel like it is because whenever we talk about it, it's usually in the general scope of giving to the church as a body, as as individual believers within a body. But no one really talks about their personal tithe. And some Christians don't necessarily understand the tithe or don't feel led to contribute to or feel like they should contribute more than 10 percent. Some feel like they should contribute less than 10 percent. There's so many different elements to this controversy, you might say. Um, that That's kind of what of the general uh, viewpoint that, I, that I've seen from it. Bob is whenever you hear about tithe. Is it, do you feel like it's a controversial topic? Do you feel like it's an open topic? Um, do you feel like it's something that people get on one side of the fence around? What What's your general perspective and people's acceptance to it? 
I don't know necessarily. I, I you you raised an eyebrow on me when you said controversial because I you know I thought this was going to get pretty steamy on you know what goes on and how controversial it truly is. I think the debate that I've always heard is, well, is it pre or post tax? You know, is mm-hmm. it your total income? Is it you know your take home? What is it? Um, do you really want to get that nitpicky over it? I think. Um, yeah, there are those that do, there are those that don't, there are those that don't understand the concept. Um, there are some that give over and above, you know, it, it, I think tithing in and of itself is the concept of here's where you need to start and Mm -hmm. over time. And we've talked about this before, when you develop a habit, it's, tends to grow and the hardest part is getting started. And once you have started that habit of tithing it on one hand, it gets easier. And on the other hand, um, you tend to want to try to get more. Um, but the hard part is getting started and saying, Oh, and especially like you mentioned a minute ago in the times that it's hard that you don't necessarily have the money. Um, and we go back to budgets while you put it, that's the first 10% that goes first. If you don't have it, it's awfully hard to give that up. Um, when you might not see the benefits of it and it's going to someone else when you feel like you might need it, um, or when you feel you do need it. And so, um, but there's a blessing in that from a spiritual perspective, when you give that, to somebody else, um, oftentimes it comes back pretty quick, uh, in ways you don't expect. Yeah. And that's, I know next episode, we're going to dig into why that you should be giving, even whenever you are technically broken in debt, you know, why that is such an important component <clears throat> because there, there is a, a spiritual element to giving period. It's just, I mean, I know there's, there's been books written about it. There's been many conversations, many, many talks about it, how there is a spiritual component whenever you give money to, to a person, to a cause, just give it away in exchange for nothing in return, right? It's, it's not that, that transaction. It is honestly being generous, giving away of something. And whenever you do that with money, there's a lot of things good that can happen to you. Um, so I, I think that's definitely something that a lot of people sometimes have a hard time fully realizing. Um, I know, you know, here, it's probably been, well, it's been several months ago. Um, I had posted uh, something on Facebook and I don't remember what exactly how I phrased it, but it was a question along the lines of, um, do you, gosh, what was it now? There's like, do you believe in, um, tithing being your, your 10% or going above. It's kind of that, that question of, you know, what is the benchmark? <clears throat> and because that my philosophy has always been, like you said, is that baseline, right? You know, 10%, that's kind of the minimum. And if you want to give above me on that, great. Um, but that's kind of where, where you got to start. But I know some people don't necessarily feel like 10% is that's the suggestion, but it's whatever God calls you. And and that's, that is where I kind of struggle with understanding that fully. But anyway, so I made this post on Facebook and one of the, one of the, my friends commented, you just opened up a can of worms. I got to watch this now because it was going to spark this conversation of a very strong emotion, opinion, um, philosophy. 
And it always interests me how you talk to someone about their giving philosophy or about their tithing, you know, practice, whatever the case is. And people have a hard time talking about money, period. But whenever you start talking about this, it's almost like they either are more than willing to share what they give and how it has benefited people and the blessings of that. Or it's, this is my personal thing. I'm not going to share with anyone. It's between me and God. You know, I don't say, how dare you ask me, but there's just, it's cut off. There, there, there is no response whenever you start talking about the personal tithe. And that's always kind of, uh, I understand it and I respect it, but it also kind of makes me scratch my head like, why? And I think because, you know, as a financial coach, I am so open and willing to talk about money. I may not just outwardly say, yeah, I go give, you know, $500 a month to my church. I may not just outwardly say this is what I do. But if if you ask me, I'm going to consider, you know, sharing about that, talking about that. Because for me, it's personal, but it's also a, a way to to grow and to share and to minister and to witness and to just to share um, share my belief in that. So I always have a hard time whenever someone gets very protective around that just because I don't fully understand the need for that protection. But at the same time, it is very personal. <clears throat> and what really strikes me is the strong opinion around, do you only give 10%? Do you give 10% plus? You know, they have the tithes and the offerings. Do you, do you give above and beyond the 10%? Like you're saying, how do you budget for that, right? Are, are you going to budget the 10% and then your extra is going to go, for above, go above that? What is that dynamic in managing it? And then you've also got the people that have the, the concept of, well, I'm going to give whatever God tells me to give, whatever he leads me to give, which can open up a whole nother conversation around, well, how do you know it's God and not your hesitation? How do you know it's God and not your your spouse? How do you know it's God and not you just saying, well, this is what I want to give? You know, what is that dynamic? Because I feel like there there is strong teaching that says that 10% kind of is that mark. So there, there's opinions all across the board within that. I'm... I'm Kind of what, what what's what's your philosophy there in and what you heard what you've seen what you feel around the whole benchmark and and personnel and sensitivity and everything else that happens within that conversation. Yeah, um, well, you made it scandalous because you put it on Facebook, so it's such a controversy <laughs> because your avenue of asking the question. So you're going to get a lot more people that are highly opinionated than those that are just not going to talk whatsoever. So right there's, there's the, kind of the fun you part of it on too. Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think the 10% is a measure and it's a general idea. If you're hitting 8%. Okay. If you're hitting 12%. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you're somewhere right around 10 pre post, whatever, you know, again, that kind of goes back to the, you know, between you and God, I, think that there's the one aspect of people that say, well, I'm going to give what I feel led to give double-edged sword there, because sometimes there are people that what they feel led to give is going to be over and above that 10. Mm -hmm. um, it's not necessarily a cop out for somebody that's saying, okay, I'm going to give a dollar this week. I'll give $2 next week. And I feel that really God wants me to keep my money. Well, it really came from him in the first place. Right. Um, if, if you're going to look at it and say, that's my money, um, you know, like biblically Proverbs says, 
you know, you try to hold on to it, it's going to sprout wings and fly. It's <laughs> not sticking around. And the easier that you can um, separate yourself from the physicality of money, that who you are is not based on how much money you make, but mm-hmm. is a component of who you are and what you can do. And you've been given that as a steward. We've talked about stewardship before in God has placed it on you as having certain places that you want to give that money. And it's not necessarily back to your pocketbook that you're wanting to give that money, but you've been given those funds to benefit and bless others. And and like I said earlier, there is a blessing in that to others that you can be to others when you give that, not necessarily through an organized channel, um, or a recurring donation, but when you, and here's where you're saying earlier, when you feel led, we gave money to a gal that had really busted up shoes and just handed her money and said, Hey, get some new shoes. Um, there was more to that conversation, but you could see how overwhelmed she was by it that, you know, she definitely worn out what she was wearing and, um, was a server at a restaurant and being a server at a restaurant, you need some good shoes. And so that right. blessed her. Um, you know, she didn't have to use super glue anymore for her shoes. Like somebody else I know. Um, but you know, I don't know if she used it or not, but the fact that we were able to bless her and that made us feel good. And she was just overwhelmed. And, and there are many other situations like that. Do we count that as part of the 10%? No, it's just something to be able to do on a whim that benefits or blesses somebody because you have the ability to do it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I have not used super glue in about six months, just so you know. I know it's gotten so expensive. You had to go buy real shoes. No, not real shoes. <laughs> new shoes. You got all excited about that. I, I got a good laugh out of it. <laughs> More to come on that. <laughs> <laughs> It is, and that's such an excellent point too. You know, we're we're talking about tithing within the church, but giving in in general. I mean, it's it does go above and beyond that whole concept. And and I think, you know, one of the things that that I have I've heard a lot, and I guess I kind of struggle. I don't struggle is not the right word. Um, I'm still trying to understand and process it. So I've I've talked to some people who. You know, they, they have a practice of the 10% tithe. And then they also have a practice of the, what they call the offering of, you know, above and beyond that, you know, if there's something at church or, and I'm, I'm gearing all of this towards, you know, giving within, within the church body, within um, that realm, you know, not necessarily, you know, it's, it's great to get other people, but I'm kind of, this point in my conversation, I'm centering around giving within a, a church environment. Um, <clears throat> the offerings that go above and, <clears throat> excuse me, above and beyond that 10%. And what I have tried to understand around this, because, you know, you mentioned earlier the budget and the best way to be sure that you are consistently giving is to put the money in your budget. The very first thing, top of the page, mark it in there. But then there's always money that needs to go to 
savings or investments or living expenses or debt or whatever the case is. I mean, if, if we're managing money, right, if, if we are being proactive with our funds, if we are doing all the right things and, and have good income and are managing expenses and everything else, there should be excess each month that we can contribute to those different goals. And what I have tried to understand is if I am in the philosophy of, okay, I'm going to give 10% as my tithe, but then I'm going to also give above that in certain situations. Is that something that I need to budget for subconsciously? Is that something that I just need to be willing to, when the, when the time comes, <clears throat> pull from maybe a savings goal or pull from an investment goal or pull from one of my, uh, my expense categories where I need to spend less in this category each month so I can give more of that? Obviously, if I feel led to do that, there's going to be areas I need to pull money from. And, and I totally understand mm -hmm. that concept. But what I don't necessarily understand is like the open-ended, well, I'm going to give 10%, but then I'm also going to plan to give above and beyond that in the right moment, the right time. And, and that has been something that I've just, for me, the way I budget, I don't fully understand how people plan that way. I think it's a great way to plan, but that, just that whole element, because I'm always assigning those dollars somewhere, somehow, some way. And it may not be to giving. I may just be doing a 10% giving and then everything else is going to buy a new, you know, an, an upgraded car or going to, you know, my retirement, going to my kid's college, going to just a, an expensive month living, you know, whatever the case is. Um, so that that's it that I've always just kind of, I understand, I respect, but I, I'm challenged by how you manage in that capacity, if that makes sense. Well, that there's another special guest for you to uh, to actually dive into that. But I would say that somebody that is going above and beyond that 10, who's budgeting that 10 is also above budgeting to some extent that additional above and beyond. Um, you brought up a good point with giving more. It's got to come from somewhere. So right. you're still looking at it from the frame of budget that if I'm going to give here, it needs to come from this bucket in order to cover that. And it's all in how you manage a total portfolio. In essence, your whole portfolio of buckets, you know, your yep. 300 buckets or your 12 buckets or your two buckets, whatever it is. Um, but it goes back to what we talked early episodes on with the, like the 10, 10, 80 rule of, you know, you give 10%, you save 10% and the other 80% goes to you for living expenses and how you budget that. So your first two buckets of your budget are tithing and saving, and you can change those up as you want, as you, and as you get older, and in most cases, uh, are able to make more money, that 10% grows. Uh, for both of those buckets, or you can change the percentage to more, you know, however you want to do it. Um, it's getting into the habit of doing it and then having it to give. And then knowing if you wanted to give more than that, it's coming from somewhere and where that budget works out for it. Yeah. <clears throat> very good point. So I want to switch gears just a little bit because I feel like there's, there's a lot of um, conversation and you mentioned this before, you know, is it the pre-tax or the post-tax? Is it, you know, 
minimum 10% or is it whenever I feel like being led to, um, whenever it comes to just within the church, um, people's perspective and, and commentary and willingness or hesitancy to talk about it. Um, <clears throat> why do you feel like the, the tithing of the self, just even that word sometimes in the church, it strikes a chord with Christians, with believers, with people. It just, it, it, it makes you have a response. What, what do you feel like that response um, tends to be? I, I don't know that, you know, we, you mentioned controversial. I, I think there is a stigma around the word and it goes to how that word has been used in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very essence of the word is 10th, you know, 10% of a full harvest in essence. Um, you know, back biblically when farmers would harvest their crop, they were supposed to leave the edges for the poor and widowed. So that that was also, you know, it wasn't necessarily a 10% deal, but they weren't supposed to harvest all of it and take it in because they were allowing mm-hmm. for others within their community um, to live off what they didn't have uh, to begin with. So, um, the, the concept of community and giving to others is not the hard part. I think, like I mentioned about a church that says, well, you're supposed to give X, tell us how much you're going to give for the next year. And we're in essence making a contract, um, that rubs me the wrong way mm-hmm. because it becomes more of a business transaction than it does a heart thing. Now we'll have people on here that absolutely disagree with me. That's fine. Um, that's just my take on it. That's probably why it's partially controversial is that (laughs) I was never one to say I'm signing this. This is how much I'm giving. Oh, by the way, you've seen that I've given X for the last X number of years. And it's been this much. You have an idea how much I'm going to continue to give into the future without me signing my name away on a piece of paper once a year. Um, I I think there's a stigma attached to it basically on how it's been brought up with people and the, the necessity of it. Maybe, I mean, you're not going to hell because you didn't give 10% of your um, paycheck or of what you earn, what comes into your hand that's, that's a side issue. That's a, you know, back to old Testament again, what you had to show, what you, what was best, um, what made you look good in front of others. Yeah. That's, Mm -hmm. that's not eternal salvation is based on Jesus Christ and not on how much money you put in and make a show of it or don't make a show of it. The, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of God, God loves a cheerful giver. Even if you're giving and you don't want to give, your heart's not in the right place. It's all about being able to bless others because you've been blessed in the process. And it is not something that will make or break you um, in eternity and with salvation. But it is something that, yeah, it within the church can be used as a weapon. And it's very <clears throat> much not supposed to be that way. But it's supposed to be something that... Uh, 
is again, an outward sign of the blessings that you've received um, through salvation to bless others that they can then see whether it's within your own community, within your own church or elsewhere uh, to be able to spread that love through a tangible asset. Sorry, I preached. No, that that's beautiful because I think it, that is so true <clears throat> that you know, even whenever we're looking at, at our money and we say our money, it's, that's not our money. It's God's money that we're entitled to manage and steward and, and give back to him. And I think even as Christians, though, <clears throat> that concept seems strange. It seems a little bit foreign. It seems a little bit um, conflicting because we know that it isn't our money. We know that we don't have ownership over that money. <clears throat> but I've talked to a lot of Christians that don't feel comfortable giving it back to the church. They don't feel comfortable writing that check, you know, for several hundred dollars, probably. <clears throat> they don't feel comfortable um, pulling that out of their, their budget that they are trying to manage, that they are trying to save for. It's just a, a very, um, it's a struggle for them. And I think, it's, you know, to your point, it's, it's a matter of it's not about the money. It's about the heart and the act. And I think that is that is why sometimes we get so caught up in, well, you know, is it ten percent pre tax or post tax? Or you know, is 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 a tithe pre or post tax? Is it ten percent or twelve percent or five percent or two percent or twenty five percent? I mean, what there there are so many different opinions to that, <clears throat> but it all comes back to what is the heart and and the impact behind that? And I think in order for us to understand that it's not the money that matters. You have to forget about the fact that I'm giving hundreds of dollars back to the church. You know, I'm, I'm taking it out of my account. I'm giving it to, to the church body, to the, to the board that probably it's going to go towards a salary for the minister. It's going to go towards missions. It's going to go towards utilities for this building. It's going to go towards a bunch of different things that I may or may not fully think is necessary. I may or may not fully understand. I may or may not fully participate in and get the benefit from myself, but that's not about us. It's about what we are giving to and how it's going to impact somebody else. And I think once we can get our heads wrapped around that, we should be more than happy to give whatever amount we're able to, you know, wh whether, whether it's, it's two, 10 or 25. Um, but it's hard to get there. I think for some Christians, especially for newer Christians who, who maybe, um, aren't as solid in, in their, just their understanding of money or their understanding of scripture, their understanding of just how the church functions and operates and what our, our calling is, is as believers. Um, but you and I have both experienced what happens whenever you do give regularly, consistently, abundantly. Um, it's it's life-changing. And no matter, it, it, the amount does not matter. I mean, I always practice just because of standard rule. I give at least 10% each month. I mean, I give more than 10%, but I'm going to give 10%. That's just, that's where we're going to stand. And it becomes that habit that you honestly can't imagine not giving it. Um, it just, it seems odd when you forget <laughs> to give it, if that happens, but it's all about that heart. It's all about that, 
that desire, that passion that, that God's put within you to, to be generous, to be um, just open in that. And I think that's, that's the real key that, that has to be looked at. It's not how much it's that you are. Um, now, I don't think that we can use that as an excuse to not give very much of like, well, I'm not, like you said, I'm not, not called to give a lot. I'm called to give hundred dollars a month. Well, I bet you're probably called to give more than that. You're just being reluctant and not listening, but whatever the case is, I think you got to apply them both together of, okay, if I can give 10%, I need to give 10% because that's what scripture says is, is a tithe. If I just can't, you know, if just, if the money is just not there, if I am just super tight and I'm going to be able to not afford my light bill, if I give 10%, okay, whatever I can give, you know, that generous heart is what really, you know, comes to fruition and matters. Um, but I think it's a combination that we got to consider both and we have to, to stay biblical with the, the practice and the management of it and try to give as much as we can, but not wrap our minds around, well, this is 10% or this is not 10%, or right? This is how much it would have been, you know, before or after tax revenue. The case is there. That's where that word, you know, I've been using the controversy lies, I think, is in how are we approaching that tithe? And, and, I, and I love you know how you, how you led into that with the stigma of how it's been talked about before how it's been perceived and communicated and sometimes preached about um, because it's money and because it's, it's um, quote unquote religion, because it is, you know, someone say you need to give this and, and, you know, being told what to do with our money. A lot of, of emotion goes into that. a lot of, of different ideas play into that. And, and a lot of preachers have, have turned people away from giving because they act like it's a requirement to be saved and be part of the church. And it's not, it's a, it's a, a, um, obedience to our mm-hmm. belief and our, our being a child of God and being a, a believer and being a Christian. Um, so that's, that's kind of my, my rant there on the deal, but it's, I, I think that you're exactly right in, you know, it's, it's all about what's in your heart. And if you do what's in your heart, but you also follow what we're led to by scripture in that measurement, you know, you're never going to go wrong in my opinion. Yeah. I, I think speaking to a Christian audience, a tithe is not, should not be a foreign concept Uh, to your comment about somebody feeling led to give a hundred dollars. That's great. Give a hundred dollars consistently. Don't give a hundred dollars. Then, three months from now, give another hundred dollars. Now, if you have it that you are going to give a hundred dollars every three months, that's fine. Be consistent with how you're giving. Then again, the, the tithe is the goal. It's the generalization. You're looking at a 10th of, and for those that are starting with I'm not doing any budgeting whatsoever. I need to get on track. I need to be moving towards my goals. Do a 10, 10, 80. Do a five five ninety. Do a fifteen fifteen seventy. Austin, you keeping up with the math? I hope so. Um, but forty five. You know, right? start there. Yeah, <laughs> carry the one <laughs> minus. Um, so you know, be consistent. As your goal is to that tenth. If you're not giving that tenth, wherever it is, start at a hundred. Give a hundred one. Give a hundred ten. You know. 
move up, you can do that. You will see blessings in that, again, from the Christian perspective. You will get blessings because that blessing was to you in the first place. Um, you worked hard for it, but it had to come from somewhere. It, it wasn't just because you got up one day and said, I'm going to go get a job. And a job appeared through some avenue. Mm-hmm. I think as we get older in life, we realize that there have been opportunities that just were afforded us that were godsends. Um, right. That's going off on a tangent there, but I- I'm going to the be consistent, give what you can on a regular basis. And, and hopefully what I'm going to say now is freeing for some and will probably make some people blow their lid. I don't give 10% directly to the church I attend. I give 10 plus, carry the one again, to ministries and organizations that I feel led to give to. And there I might have hit, you know, Mm -hmm. I think Austin might have just turned red too. But, (laughs) and maybe there's some of that where the churches say, you have to give that 10% to this building, to this minister, to this congregation, there is something freeing when you attend a body of believers that say it all comes from God. If it comes, if you bring it here, fantastic. You give it to another organization that's going to use it to further the gospel or bless the homeless or put shoes on kids' feet or dig wells on the other side of the world or whatever it is. I think that's where you get into the give where you feel led to give. I think you need to consistently give to your local church, but I don't think it's a hard and fast rule that you have to give 10% to the building you walk in. So um, again, that's, that's my two cents of a tithe of an opinion. And Austin, you may feel very differently about that, but that's why we have these conversations. That's a great point, and I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that in itself, um, there is a lot of of opinion around that. And I know whenever Laura and I first got married, you know, we followed that same principle that that you have of you know, well, and at the time, caveat, we didn't have a home church, so you know, we gave a majority of our ten percent to other ministries, to other organizations. We did finally find a home church, and uh, we started giving to that. But we still, you know, within that ten percent, we had some ministries that we wanted to contribute to regularly. And we didn't, we didn't think at least that we had the funds to to give ten percent to the church and then give above and beyond to those other organizations. Now we, we're we're to the point now where actually we do give full ten percent, just goes to our church, and then if we have some organizations that we feel led to, you know, that is that above and beyond whatever we have in the budget. So we we've kind of done a mixture of all of it. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember that, you know, I. And I think that this is an excellent point and probably, you know, exactly what you're talking about. <clears throat> I remember the conversation that I had with Laura. Um, it's probably been three or four years ago now where we, at that point we were doing, I'm going to say like maybe it, it was less than a hundred dollars a month that we were giving to outside organizations. You know, they, they were, were nonprofit ministries that we had very, very close personal ties to knew the people wanted to support them, et cetera, et cetera. Everything else then we were going to the church. And, um, I don't recall if it was a, a sermon series or, you know, where exactly it came from, but I just, I felt convicted that, Hey, we need to give the full 10% to the church 
And if that means we have to stop these other, these other givings, we do that. If that means that we can give in addition to that, we do that. But we need to have 10% to our church. And you know, like, like you have expressed, just, it was that very strong calling of this is what we were being led to do. But I've, I've been all across the board um, in, in where I give. <clears throat> and I think as long as you feel called, convicted, led, and, and I don't want to confuse that with preference. I think there's a big, big, big difference in, well, I just don't want to give to my church or I, I don't have a church to give to. I think there's a big difference in that versus I do truly feel led and called mm-hmm. to give these other areas because God's also working there. So we need to distinguish that. But I just, I think that if you have that, that honest conviction of, man, this is a great organization and I, I need to give money. This is where God's calling me to give money to. Fantastic. Give money to him. If you can combine that with your church, amazing. That's what we're called to do. If you make all of that your 10% and, and you feel that's you know where, where God has led you to, you're following God's leading. If you have just 10% to your church and you go everywhere else with the rest of it, you know, like, like you said, whatever, whatever you feel God calling you, not what you want to do, but you feel God calling you to do, um, yeah, all, all across the board, I think that's the most important area. And, and like you said, it's, it's a process. You didn't mm-hmm. start there. You started somewhere <clears throat> and you've moved to where you've been able to give more. And I, I think that's a lot of it is that you get on a consistent habit of doing it, knowing that you should be doing it, Yep. but just starting somewhere and starting small. And again, that 10%, they're not asking for 90%, not asking for 75%. It's 10 cents on the dollar. Mm-hmm. And if you start with a dollar, if you start with $10, I mean, you know, being a kid and you got a quarter that you got to put it in the, the plate <laughs> right. or whatever it is, you start small and you build just like with budgeting, just like with everything we talk about, you just have to start somewhere and making it a habit and, and seeing where it leads and seeing how it's a blessing to others and even to yourself. Um, and continuing to be led because they're going to be some of those situations that, Austin, I'm going to go into another topic here that in some of those where you give to ministries and there's no response that's, we appreciate it. Here's how your mm-hmm. um, giving is benefiting others. I, I've gone away from ministries uh, because either they don't respond or don't acknowledge, don't show, um, they don't show me anything for what I've given them. Uh, there are others that, and this rubs me the wrong way. Thank you for your gift. Please give more. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> There's some people that can do that. There's some people that might feel led to do that. Mm-hmm. But to me, that just rubs me the wrong way. So I, I think the, the main message is just you start somewhere, you give where you can, you give what you have. Again, the 10% being the goal and the starting point at the same time is you're going to shoot for that 10 and you're going to get there, but it might take some time if you're not in a position yeah. to do it already. Um, but just being able to consciously work on the habit of giving that and, and realizing how it's benefiting others and even yourself. Amen. <clears throat> and we're not even in church. 
<laughs> yeah, because, you know, we would really just sit down and have this. Maybe that's part of the controversy part is that if we were just sitting down and having a conversation, if we didn't hear these microphones, if we weren't talking to others about it and, and setting this aside, I don't know that we'd have this conversation. It's not really something no, we, we talk about, like we said, um, unless there was something on one of our hearts that said, OK, here's what I feel led. Here's what I'm experiencing. And then it would be a very, it would be a genuine conversation. And it, I don't know that it'd be more in depth than this, but it would definitely, it might be a little bit more um, detailed on what we'd be talking about. Right. But I think in most situations, people just don't have one-on-one -on -one conversations. So it's good that we had this conversation um, for others to be able to hear and kind of process it. And as you said, we're going to talk about it some more and, um, hopefully it's insightful for people. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the tithes shouldn't be a controversy. It shouldn't be a debate. It shouldn't be a pressure point. It should be a willing, open act. And hopefully that, you know, through this conversation, we have encouraged people to consider it that way. Uh, I'm really excited for next episode where we kind of dig into maybe some of the other uh, more personal elements of the tithe. Uh, we're just giving in general, as we talk about, um, you know, certain pieces of, of when it's hard to do it, but you still need to do it. So I'm excited for that conversation as well. Bob, great to, to have you back, to be talking with you and I look forward to next week's episode. I'm likewise looking forward to it. Good to see you again. <laughs>